When I look in the mirror, I don't see wrinkles. When I look in the mirror, I see hair on my head, not my shoulder. And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the Fountain of Truth. And there's a lot of truth that comes out during our show. But today, part of that truth is that we can be inspired by others. And if we talk about a walking inspiration machine, we're going to be talking about Diana Nyad. Now, she's one of those folks who I think actually needs no introduction because for many, many decades, actually, you've been hearing about her in the news. You know that she is a legendary swimmer. You know that she has a wonderful book out, a Find a Way. And we'll talk about why she named the book quite that. But from the Wall Street Journal to the Houston Times, they call it a gripping thriller. Why? Well, of course, as a legendary swimmer, you may have remembered that she's been in the news since 1975 when she swam around Manhattan. Uh, Much more recently, 110.86 miles around Cuba to Florida and much more. Uh, But she also has a mission, and that mission is uh, something that she and I share We've talked about it many times, and that is get up and move and walk. So we'll also talk about a wonderful mission she has uh, that she's promoting called Everwalk. We'll find out exactly what that's about. So in our quest for successful aging, we're speaking today with Diana Nyad. Diana, so thank you so much for being on the show today. Adrian, it's, it's entirely my pleasure, and I must say, I know we're going to get into walking, that a couple of weeks ago when you and I and a couple hundred other people walked uh, the, the beautiful city of Philadelphia all day long. I know I was out there for 10 hours. I loved spending time with you. You're such a forceful, energetic personality. So I'm so glad we're in this world of walking together, Adrian. Well, we are, and you can see some videos of that on Everwalk and on Free Walkers. Uh, but what uh, I will tell you, uh, if you were there, you would have just been thrilled. Diana not only led us, but she bugled us. So tell us a little bit about that and let us know about Everwalk. You know, uh, clearly I'm not a professional horn player. Uh, it, it, there's a there's a, a little bit of comic relief to my bugle playing. But, um, you know, every time, and it was five times, I tried to make it across that epic ocean. They call it the Mount Everest of the Earth's oceans, that strait between Havana, Cuba, and Key West, Florida. The great swimmers of the world had tried since 1950, including me, as you mentioned, way back in 1978. It's kind of the holy grail. All the obstacles you could name, the mighty Gulf Stream, the particular sharks, the deadly box jellyfish, I I could make you a long, long list, Um, had tried to make it across. And every time I stood on that Havana shore, my teammates, out in the boats, Bonnie, my head handler and best friend next to me on the shore, I blew Reveille. And that means we all know what it means all the world round. It means it to the military, but it means it to us civilians too. Get up. Get up at dawn. Don't miss this day. Go after whatever you're going after. You might not get there. You might not get there today, but you are not going to sleep your life away. So that's, that's kind of my song. And now with Everwalk, which is an initiative Bonnie and I started three and a half years ago to get, as you said, 
just people up enjoying the beautiful outdoors of the United States of America, forgetting about politics for just at least a few minutes of our day, looking up at the gorgeous trees. Last, that Philadelphia city is eye candy, you know, from the beautiful little cobblestone alleyways to the Guica River with those, you know, boathouses lined up majestically. It was just, it was just, you know, I was in a state of sheer delight all day. And all of us, you're on a high. You're doing something a little bit difficult. That day, we walked 26.2 miles, more than a lot of people would care to walk, and you don't need to walk that far. But you could go out and walk down to, your, you know, your, the corner to get your newspaper and back and feel the earth under your feet. Feel the power of your stride. You know, start looking up and at the horizon and the beautiful clouds and think who you want to be, what you want to do with the rest of your life. So I'm, I'm finding walking to be a, a kind of enlightenment and empowerment kind of thing in my life. And now Bonnie and I are trying to bring, frankly, we're trying to bring a million people into our movement. And that's a, that's a tall order. But we think big and we're thinking big on this one, too. Yeah, and I think if anybody could do it, it will be you and certainly Bonnie. And and although you say we don't talk politics, I have to tell everybody that one of the people who's been actually inspired by Diana is Hillary Clinton. You'll see her endorsing uh, your book. And I and, and just so many people have said this is thrilling to them. They really couldn't understand how you could make this trip, this journey by water uh, with the sharks there. They mentioned that you were not in any kind of shark cage. You're very, very brave. And so I'm going to ask you this question, maybe a little different question you've had. You're an extremely brave person. And yet, when you wanted to engage the world in physical activity, you picked walking. Now, frankly, it's lovely, but there's no bravery involved here. Why did you do that? Why, of all the sports, including your own, did you concentrate on walking? Well, you know, we're talking about the masses. When I just mentioned that our goal is to get a million people in this country, and I'm talking to Sanjay Gupta, Dr. Sanjay Gupta from CNN now, who covered the Cuba swim for several years. To, you know, he's kind of known as America's doctor about helping yes. us uh, in 2020 go to 50 cities in 50 weeks. Every Saturday, Bonnie and I are going to do a 10-mile walk in 50 capitals of 50 states. And, you know, how would we get a million people out in the ocean swimming? Yes, I'm in love with the ocean. I wish I could give that experience to a million people, not to mention five or ten. But who else is going to swim, let's say, from Cuba to Florida? I guarantee you I'm going to go to my grave or, or my, uh, you know, cremation moment, um, and nobody else will have done that swim. That's how difficult it is to do so. Am I here to just inspire one person? 25 million people were following the Cuba swim by the end. And you know what? They didn't care about swimming. They didn't care about uh, the sports. They didn't care if I was setting some new Hall of Fame record. They cared about the message. They saw someone who refused to give up. And a team, without getting paid a cent, who went for years not getting uh, paid and, and, and giving their lives away from their families, away from their jobs, because they were chasing history. We were chasing a grand adventure that had never been done before, and all of the science and the technology and the tapping of the human spirit that comes with that. Swim wasn't just for me. 
and that swim wasn't just for swimmers. Well, this walking, it's not about how hard can you hurt, can you run across the Kalahari Desert in 120-degree heat? I bow down with high regard for the people who do run across the Kalahari Desert. I want a million people out doing what you and I did in Philadelphia the other day, in, in feeling the power of moving and feeling the high that comes with releasing your endorphins. We don't have to be in abject pain. So it's, I'm not here to inspire people to, to chase those extreme endurance goals. Those people, those badass Iron Men, they already They'll do, do it that. anyway. They don't need me. <laughs> yeah, they're they'll do, do it, it anyway. anyway. They don't need me. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, one of the things, the reason I asked that question, I want everybody to hear that. Listen to the enthusiasm. Listen to the excitement. Every time you go out the door and you take a walk, even if you simply start parking further away from the shop right or wherever you're going yeah. shopping in a mall, you're on an adventure. One foot, yeah. all that has to happen is one foot has to go in front of the other. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, Diana Nyad's book, Find a Way, it is also not just a story of, of what she did and so on. It's a story, as she's trying to live her life now, of what you can do. And one of the things we talk about all the time when it comes to successful aging here, Diana, is to have a mission in life. Purposelessness kills. We talk about all the things that can kill you, all the, the bad nutrition and lack of exercise. But of all of those things, those physical things, you can be killed even faster if you don't have a life mission and a life purpose. And it doesn't matter what it is. Now, in Diana's case, it's a very, very clear mission. And I want to come back and I want to talk to you in our next segment here about how you came about working with Bonnie on this, why it's so important to you to get those million people, not just for themselves, but what it does for you and rev you up. One of the things I've noticed when I uh, Google you and I look at all the wonderful things about you is you're always telling people your age. You're one of those few people who want to inspire people to know that they can do this at any age. We come back. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about how you guys can get involved. We're going to talk about how you can read the book and start with Everwalk and all of the contact information you need. So in the next couple of minutes, please, everybody get out a pencil and paper. You're going to want to know. going to write this down. Everything is online for you, whether it's a book, whether it's Diana's own website, whether it's Everwalk, because these are life-changing things. And that's what we bring to you every you single week. Don't you go anywhere. You're going to want to change your life the right way. We'll be back. Not even a bit, because I am happy. And I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me not even a bit. Cause I am happy, and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. And hello, hello, hello once again. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the Fountain of Truth. You know, I really don't know why, but it's the only syndicated show on successful aging in the country. There should be dozens of them, because it's the one thing that we're all doing at the same time, actually worldwide. And what we do, what we bring to the table is we have really incredible guests every single week that come from different aspects of successful aging, from the psychological point of view, the physical point of view, religious, philosophical, what to do next in life. 
And I point out to everyone that aging starts at age 30. This is not for people who are 60 or 65. In fact, my blog, and I hope you'll all Google it and take a read of it, we have now 30,000 subscribers, is Aging for Beginners. Right. Well, we all began aging somewhere. But today I'm speaking with Diana Nyad, who's an athlete. Uh, If you really want to see something beautiful, take a look uh, at her photos online. It's not just the beauty, it's the strength. It's really quite remarkable. And uh, you're probably blushing, but it really is true. It's just looking at you is inspirational from the point of view of feeling that you could be strong. And yet age does not seem to be a factor. So we're going to talk a little bit now, Diana, about your book, Find a Way. And what, what, why did you come up with that topic? Because we all are trying to find a way, or that title, I should say. Well, I, I'll tell you the truth. You know, um, and you've been in this world before. When you finish a book, um, one of the issues is the cover. Another issue is the title. And I wanted to call my book One Wild and Precious Life with a uh, uh-huh. tribute to Mary Oliver, the poet, and her, or her yeah. poem, One Wild and Precious Life. I just... That just grips me, that phrase. We've only got one, and it is that precious. Every day you waste, you will never get back again. But but, um, Mary Oliver asked me politely, technically you can't, um, you know, keep someone from naming a book anything you want. You could write a book and call it. Yeah, you could could write a book and call it the Bible if you wanted to. Yep, you can't Um, copyright a title. That's true. But I've got to be respectful of Mary Oliver. Um, You know, that, that, that poem and her lines in there, the last two lines of that particular uh, poem, The Summer's Day, which go, tell me, what is it you're doing with this one wild and precious life of yours? When I say that on stage to people, they, they gasp, they, they lean back like, whoa, am I wasting my one wild and precious life? So Mary Oliver asked me, not to title my book that way. She worked, even though she was going to have the credit for it, she, she worked too hard to, to, to come up with that herself, and I have to respect her. On the, so the way Find a Way came out was when we were on the shore in Havana for the fifth time, and I was about to leap, looking out at that far away horizon, over 100 miles of treacherous ocean, and we already had been, could, could have died, should have died from the box jellyfish, you know, the two years before, um, a tremendous 60-mile-an-hour tropical storms, uh, winds come in in a heartbeat. It's, it's terrifying out there at times and absolutely glorious, you know, the magnificent nature, mother nature on steroids at other times. Um, Bonnie grabbed my shoulders. My best friend, Bonnie, who had been through all, every hour of the long, grueling training sessions with me, she grabbed my shoulders, she looked in my eyes, and she said, let's find a way. And I took the leap, and we found our way. So that's why we called the book that. And, and to a nod to something you said earlier, Adrian, is that I like to think, as, as much as I'm engaged in my own private life, and I want this one and wild and precious life to be as as sterling and as and as uplifting as it can be and as fun as it can be, I am engaged in those around me, my inner circle, the next circle, and the world at large. Uh, now I try to do my little part. And so I think that, that phrase, find a way, and the publisher, Knopf, liked this about it, was it, it means you too. You know, you have dreams. You know, you, you have obstacles. You have heartache. And you can, if you just... 
if you're just tenacious, each time you get knocked down, if you get back up and you get knocked down and you get back up again, each time you get back up, you're a step closer to finding your way toward your other shore, whatever your other shore may be. Now, before we go any further, just tell everybody how they can find EverWalk, and that's this wonderful organization where you could walk no matter what state you're in, and I mean state both ways, or the capital in terms of geography and what physical state you're in, you can get out there. So tell us where to find EverWalk and also the book Find a Way. Yeah, well, EverWalk is just that simple. It's everwalk.com. Just come to our website. You know what we encourage everybody to do is just join our nation, EverWalk Nation. You don't have to pay anything. Just click join. You must promise, we ask you to pledge on your honor, that you're going to walk three times a week. Some people that might mean, like you, you know, a pretty big, long walk three times a week. Other people, they're just getting started. They haven't done anything in years, but they can walk. They can get out that door, walk down the end of the block, walk back. They can literally walk in place in front of their televisions. So we ask people to join EverWalk Nation. And once you do that, you'll, you'll get our regular newsletter. You'll see what we're up to. Next year in October, we're gonna, we don't have the dates yet, but next fall, we are going to go come and do one of what we call our epic walks. We do lots of shorter things. We're going to have online competitions 2019, you know, little, little things where you, you log your miles and see if you can log more than you did last month, et cetera. And we have clubs to join. But we're going to do our epic walk from Philly down to D.C. And when I was in Philadelphia doing that walk with you a couple of weeks ago, we, we drove the whole course down to D.C. It's magnificent, the Maryland farmland and heading into Baltimore and, of course, you know, wondrous Washington, D.C. itself. Um, so that, that's the next one we're going to do kind of in, uh, over in the East Coast. And I will tell everyone, uh, we're redoing my website, my personal website. And you don't know this, Diana, but I'm really planning to do the Key West Walk because I love the idea that you walk and then you help Habitat for Humanity. And if so, it's going to be all over the site because uh, the combination of physical purposefulness, right, and mission purposefulness is really very hard to find. You really, well, really did a wonderful job oh, with that I, We one. would love it. We would love it if you join us down yeah. there. You know, we, we, as I said, we do a number of things. So last year, they, uh, Key West, not Key West itself, but the Keys, and, you know, the Keys are very close to my heart having trained there and lived there during the whole preparation for the Cuba swim all those years, those people just, they came out. They came out and helped us in every possible way. And um, they're actually making a statue of me, a big bronze statue in Key West. I told them when they make it that when I'm 90, I'm going to go and get a beach chair and sit under the shadow of the statue. And as people go by, I say, yep, yep, that's me. That's it. For a quarter, I'll give you an autograph. Yeah. But anyway, Key West... Yeah, Key West is one of the, um, you know, a, a little bit different. Our epics are, are long, seven-day, 140-mile walks. And then, as I said, we have competitions online starting January. But um, the Key West is what you call uh, and, and what we call a service walk. So it's the first week of April. Um, again, you can find it online. Of course, we're on Facebook and, you know, Instagram and all that stuff, too, EverWalk. And, and you we're going uh, yeah, to have, take a little bit of a break. Everwalk.com. Walk with us. Don't go anywhere. We're going to continue this issue of how did she stay so young? I'll be back. And I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. You may 
worrying about, the, um, the, the, the lines on my face, the sagging of my breasts. I'm in pretty darn incredible shape, you know, for my age, for any age. I just did something at age 64 that nobody, including myself, ever could do in her 20s. So, um, you know, I, I just don't go by the limitations we're told. Oh, when you're, you know, people say to me, you know, hey, Diane, I'm your age. Isn't it awful to get up with all these aches and pains and stiffness every day? And I said, hey, don't speak for me. I don't get up with any aches and pains. I don't get up with any stiffness. I would admit if I do, I just, I, I feel that I'm in the absolute center of my prime. Now, is that going to slow down? Am I different from when I was 25? Of course. Of course, we got to get real, but I tell you, age is, um, if you can stay healthy and you can stay fit and you've got vitality, physical vitality and, 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 and emotional vitality, then age is, uh, is not a real downer, I tell you. It's a great thing. You, now you're in awe and you appreciate and you're more gentle and patient with people. And, and um, you know, the clock is ticking faster and faster. So uh, I've got no problem with age. I'm embracing this age like I've never embraced any other age. The 60s have been my best decade by far in every way, physically included. And I, in, I intend to go that at least through my 70s, if not longer. Talk to me in 10 years, and I'll tell you how the 70s I'll are. ask you again. Well, I just hit 70, and uh, the 60s was my best decade. It truly was. And I'm planning, I am planning to make the 70s. A duplicate, if I can, and I am also realistic. That's why we call our show the Fountain of Truth, not the Fountain of Youth. Now, Diana, since this is our last segment together, I ask a question to each guest that they don't expect. It's something that's really important to me. So here's yours. Uh, I'd like your opinion as an athlete, but also as somebody who's 69, whether you like or do not like the idea of senior-style athletics, for example, there's the senior golf tournaments. Those are professional. There's senior tennis. These are professional. Then when you go to your local gym, you're going to find something like chair yoga or senior swim. I'm undecided as to whether or not this simply takes us out of the running that we might be able to be more competitive with or it includes people or it's more inclusive for people who wouldn't do it in the first place. I'm really undecided. What's your opinion? You're both an athlete and somebody through Everwalk that's getting laymen to go and and uh, and enjoy walking and being physical. What would you say about that? Well, the whole point of, um, you know, especially when you get at national caliber and, and, and top regional caliber, world caliber competition, um, you, you, you know, the whole point of uh, making different types of um, – separated out events is to make things fair. So if a 65-year-old, uh, let's take me at 64, you know, did, did, did a, made a world record in swimming from Cuba to Florida, I wouldn't want to stand on a block and sprint next to an 18-year-old who's entering Stanford University. Um, we are of different ages, and we have different fast-twitch fiber now. And so there needs to be senior tennis. Jimmy Connors, who was thrilling in his youth, and won many U.S. Opens and Wimbledons. By the time he's 55, he's still a beautiful tennis player among 55-year-olds, among people his age, but he can't sprint off the mark like he used to. The body changes. So in all sports, I think it's right that we have this, this senior golf tour. Then we get to see all those great players we admired and we loved watching and we were fans of, and they're still 
you know, pretty darn good, but they're, they're, they don't have the flexibility. They don't have the, the, the sheer brute power that they had when they were in their 20s and 30s. So we, we just have to get real about that. It's the reason that we have, you know, the Junior Olympics. We have kids who are nine years old. Well, they get to have their own category, just like seniors get to have their own category. And they are, they are just superb at what they do, but they are not going to be competing against that freshman from Stanford University at the age of nine. Now, if you take, you know, events like chess, um, there shouldn't be any, any separation at all. Poker, you know, we could come up with a number of different things where it's the intellect and maturity and, uh, and you know, all that stuff that matters. But it was, when it's the actual, you know, animal body of ours, yeah, we, right, need, to separate out. we need to have senior events, yeah. So I think that this is a, that's a wonderful answer, and I expected a wonderful answer, and it does straighten me out. Uh, when I say I was undecided, I really was undecided. And never having been a professional athlete, I know that's the case. What um, uh, I love about walking, and we will end here with Diana, is that you can be any age. You'll find that you're walking next to somebody who's 33 or 19, and in our walk, we had a little girl who came with her parents. Uh, and we had our 70 and 72-year-olds and even more. So, Diana, one last time before we have to say goodbye. Uh, make sure everybody knows where to find your book, uh, and uh, which is called Find a Way, and Everwalk. Well, you know, the, all books, you know, I guess most of us just find them on Amazon. It's very easy. You can go to your local bookstore. You know, yeah, people Could know how easy. to find books. So Find a Way is out there. And, um, you know, Everwalk, again, it's everwalk.com. It's Facebook, Everwalk, you know, uh, Facebook page. And, uh, you know, c- come join us, walk with us. And I'll tell you something else. Walking, you know, when Bonnie and I started, we thought, oh, walking. You know, we're, 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 we're too tough. We're, we're athletes who are too tough for walking. Right. Right. We'll, just, we'll just get a lot of people, but, but it, it's not true. When we go out and we walk pretty fast, you know, that, that, that whole it's the a workout. Get strong. It is. Yeah, the, 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 the middle gets tight, and it's, uh, it's, not, it's not, not too bad an exercise itself, Walker. Yeah. I'll tell you, it, it's cheaper than, uh, than face cream, and it makes you look better. So <laughs> very, very simple. For everybody else, uh, get out there. Uh, we're going to be uh, speaking with you for another 15 minutes or so at the end of our show about a particular lawsuit that's going on with a fellow who is 69, and he wants to have his birth certificate made younger. Thank you, Diana. We'll be, we'll be talking again. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm inappropriate for my age. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me not even a bit, because I am happy and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bowl, the Fountain of Truth. And I want to talk to you for a few minutes. Uh, this is our last segment of the show this week before Thanksgiving. I've, uh, four things have come up in my personal life, but it was generated by things that are happening in the world. And I wanted to discuss it with you. I want it to be food for thought uh, this holiday season. One, as I mentioned during our little toss, when we were speaking with Diana Nyad, is a lawsuit. And this lawsuit is actually taking place in Holland. It is not a U.S. lawsuit. And I think it's a funny one to get some publicity. But I really was listening and following it very closely. You may not know, and please do not hold this against me, but I am a lawyer. So lawsuits interest me. And um, 
at least I was in my past life, and that was 35 years, so it was quite a while. This is a gentleman who has actually brought a lawsuit to have his birth certificate changed to a younger person. He's 69 years old, and he wants it to be changed to a 45-year-old. And he says, look, I look good, I feel good, I've been on these self-actualization questionnaires online that'll tell you how old you are mentally and physically, not chronologically. My mental and physical health is much better than my chronological number. And people who think of me as 69 might be discriminating against me. They don't know that I can do what a man of 45 can do, particularly in the workplace. So if somebody can self-identify as a different gender than in which they were born, why can't I self-identify as a different age? Now, there's something smirky funny about it. There's something contemporary and trendy and buzzwordy about it. But think about it for a minute. Could we ad hoc simply say we're a different age? Now, if you actually did that on, let's say, an employment record, that's not right. And it's actual fraud if you did it on an insurance policy. Internally, insurance companies might have a different standard for you if your health record shows better than somebody else of your age, but they still have you at a certain age and it costs you more money. Uh, So, you know, if you think about it seriously, if you take this lawsuit seriously instead of as a joke, you could see some points here. What about dating? If you saw the same exact person in the same exact clothing with the same exact level of wealth and education and you knew one person was 45 years old and you knew the other was 65 years old, would you think differently about them? I certainly bet you would. Even if everything else was the same except their age. So what do you think of that? Now, I thought about that for myself, particularly this year because I've turned 70. Would I want other people to think of me as younger? In my case, the answer is no. Honestly, all of my life I've made myself a little bit older. Uh, Why? Because I like the idea of showing off how I am at a certain age. I like blowing people's minds. Today I had a, a business meeting, and I said to the person, and this is the second thing I wanted to talk to you about, that, you know, now that I'm 70, I casually said, And he said, what? And that was the reaction I was looking for. What? You couldn't possibly be 70. Now, I was a little disappointed because he thought I was in my early 60s. He thought I was 63. I was going for like 55. But okay, I'll take it. The point is that although I do feel quite a bit younger, and I'm very superstitious, you know that, so I hope that doesn't change, I wonder how I feel about working longer. And I challenge you to think about this. We are all working longer because we can. It's simply the case. Uh, There are people who were 70 years old that was considered to be a much, much older adult. Today, 70 is not so old, and people are still in the workforce. If you are, are you thinking of slowing down? Now, I have done that personally in many ways after a lot of consideration because I love the idea of worldwide travel. I love the idea of having time. And because I've recently become a grandmother. And because my kids live across country, I want to have the opportunity to go see them for Thanksgiving and for Christmas and again for New Year's and January. And you just cannot do that at 100% pace. 
if you've got a boss or a business that you must carry on. So how are you feeling about it? Do you think that a time comes in life when you really want to slow down, even if you don't have to slow down? That's a good question to ask. You heard Diana Nyad say, when I asked her whether there should be a Senior Olympics and so on, she said, yes, things get different as you get older. That doesn't mean that you're lesser. It just means you're different. So think about that for a moment. And the third thing that happened was I saw a show. I saw a show called Inner Voices, and in that show was a little boy. He was eight years old. And he sang the entire 45-minute show about a little boy who had lost his father in the war, and his mother got depressed, so he hardly had any parents helping him in life. And what it meant to him to be able to have people in in school not bully him, and they were bullying him. This is true in my experience because I'm a grief facilitator for children who have lost a parent in their life very early, as I did. So this show, Inner Voices, this particular show called The Costume, was extremely important to me. And I realized that the mission and the time I give for this particular uh, nonprofit organization called Good Grief is some of the most important moments of my life. So right now, it's going to be Thanksgiving. You're going to be hearing this show just a little bit before Thanksgiving. You can hear it on Thanksgiving if you go to our website, generationboldradio.com, and listen to it online. What are you grateful for? One of the major things I am grateful for now that I am getting older is my ability to volunteer. Of course I'm grateful most for my family, uh, for the wherewithal I have to live the life I love, for my work, for you, for the stations that carry our show, for Bottom Line Personal, our wonderful blog, Aging for Beginners with my great editors and publishers. But I will have to tell you that as I get older, the work that I do and what I give to others gives me more than almost anything that I get. And it may sound sappy, right? Uh, it may sound like one of these inspirational books, you know, you hear, oh, you have an attitude of gratitude, all those kinds of things. But the point is, it's true. It is really true. And so for this year, in this Thanksgiving season, take a look at the things that you do for others and be grateful to them for accepting what you do. Because without that, you can't get out there, kid, and make it happen. 